gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Elmo's World. It's your boys, Elmer and Momi. You guys already know what it is. Uh, you know, the world is shutting down, but you already know the good folks at Elmo's World always got you. Quarantine yourself, just sit back, relax, listen to what we got to say. So, Elmer, what's going on, man? What's up? I don't know, man. I, how are you feeling about this virus? Are you scared about it? <sighs> I'm going to be honest, yo, look. This seems like, so a lot of people, if you've been going on Twitter and stuff, a lot of people have been calling this the, the boomer virus. Yo, right? I saw that shit today. Yeah, you so saw funny. that, right? That shit was so funny. They're just like, this is just killing off the old people that didn't the vote for Bernie. Remover. The boomer remover. That's what it was. It's like, they're like, now they'll understand why we're trying to fight for universal health care and shit because a test for coronavirus is three thousand dollars without insurance which is fucking insane knowing how bad this is spreading um but in terms of my personal life like if i'm scared um i'm pretty healthy you know god bless i'm pretty healthy i'm not really scared i've been just doing like today i just went to the on a hike i I went to the mall work from home i was chilling and like nothing really feels like that different for me but then again i'm in a position that most people aren't so I don't know. Have you changed anything about your lifestyle? Um, I wash my hands a lot more. Uh, that's that's, that's I, true. Yo, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've never washed my hands for more than 20 seconds before. That's always facts. like a wish, 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 done. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm sitting there. I'm scrubbing under my fingernails. <laughs> I'm like in and out, in between fingers. I said this very early on. Like, I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. Yeah. I'm afraid of a world with the coronavirus. Exactly, yeah. Right? Like, uh, like, like you said, like, we're healthy people. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, even if we were to spread it to, like, our parents, like, my parents would probably be okay with it. And, like, anyone that I could pass the virus on to would be fine. Um, But, like, obviously, I'm going to take all the precautions. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, like, if you see, like, what's happening in the world, it's, like, stock markets collapsing. People are losing their 401k value. Like, all this type of stuff. And it's, like, and having to work from home and, like, being on, like, self-quarantine, that's the kind of stuff that I'm afraid about. Not necessarily, like, dealing with the virus itself, but, like, dealing with the environmental aspects of the virus. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's the – my thing was always – so I actually had a trip planned to Vegas um, for this week because, you know, I'm on spring you break. You cancel it? Oh, yeah. I never – I didn't go. Um, we So we had a bunch of people going. We had, like, eight, eight or nine dudes going to go. Right. And then this was two. We canceled this like a week and a half ago. And we were like, yo, it is not. We may not be worried about getting it, but we don't want to, you know, bring it back. Right. Because like in the yeah. West, it started spreading. And Vegas seems like a like a fucking Petri dish for this shit. Like everybody's in close quarters. Like you're going to be in contact with so many people. You never know. And so we were afraid to like bring it back. So we all canceled it. And so I've been just sitting at home. And I'm honestly just waiting on the word from the government to be like, yo, everybody just work from home. I am just waiting on this. I'm praying for it. Like, it'll just make my life so much easier, like not having to go to the office. Honestly, work from home feels like you don't have work the next day. Like I wake up, I feel refreshed no matter what. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I got work from home tomorrow. I'm good. Like with, with our jobs, like how much can you realistically accomplish at home? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least true. for me, at least for I, me, it's like I can't do shit at home. Like unless I'm like writing a paper or something. Like I'm not doing anything at home. Uh, for me, it's like I gotta. I can do all the visual shit. I just obviously I can, the meetings are now gonna be more difficult because you a, a lot of my job is like I'm o- I'm always in some kind of meeting. 
um, with clients and stakeholders and stuff. So that part's going to be more difficult because then, you know, over the phone and like over Skype and shit, it's harder to get your opinion in there, right? Like if you're in person, you can kind of time it. But me also being new, like I don't generally speak too much in these meetings, you know, out of, out of, out of respect for the people who are more experienced. So now it's going to be like, I really got to time my shit. Uh, I guess for me, that would be the only thing different for coronavirus. Um, in general, I agree. Washing hands. Um, like that was, yeah, I mean, low key, I won't lie. I would go to restaurants. I just start eating. Like I ain't even just, I ain't wash my hands. Like I would just be, I would be eating. I'd be fine. Right. But now like I make it a point. I'm like, oh shit. Like I got to go wash my hands before I touch anything. Yo, not even that. I haven't eaten food prepared by somebody else. Like ever since this shit hit the U.S. Damn, for real? No restaurants, nothing? Nah, like even like even like the temptation to like want to go out and get fast food instead of coming home and cook. Like I just like forgo it all. I'm like, nah, like I'm not even going to risk it. I've had the only thing I had. I mean, today I had like Smoothie King. I had a smoothie. Um, But like nothing, no like real restaurant type shit I've been doing. Usually just home cooking. Like I pack food when I go to work. So it's usually just my mom's cooking. And I'm pretty sure my mom doesn't got, like, she don't got Corona. So, I, so I'm good in in that sense. You wear suits to work? Huh? Do you wear suits to work? Yeah. Uh, well, not the jacket, but my butt. So the first day of work, right? My, one of my coworkers, she like put me into the system and everything. She And I asked her like, yo, what's the dress code for work? And she's like, oh, business casual. I'm like, all right, bet. Uh, I'm going to pull up in a polo. She was like, yeah, that's totally fine. You can definitely do that. I'm like, cool. So I show up to work. I'm in a polo. I'm in my slacks. I have my dress shoes, like loafers on. And first thing, my project manager comes in. He 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 sees me. He shakes my hand and he just pulls me to the side. And he's like, yo, next time, make sure you wear like a tie and shirt. Like, I don't want you looking like this next time. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, shit, on my first day. Like, he probably already had a bad impression of me. And I was like, yo, like somebody told me it was business casual. He's like, no. Here we do business professional tie every day. Uh, like he said, Monday through Thursday, you are in a tie and dress shirt. Um, he's like, you don't have to wear the jacket, but you got to wear a tie, which is fine. It's just kind of annoying in the morning to tie your tie and then go it's just an extra step. So if you got if you got like a virtual meeting, are you wearing a suit? Oh, suit from the from the waist up, the waist up and the boxers on the, uh, <laughs> the boxers under the, the table. Yeah, fuck, I didn't even think about this. Ah, shit. Mm, virtual meeting, yo. Honestly, I might, I might just put the dress shirt on, and put the tie over top. I might just have to, but bro, then I gotta tie up a, a turban too. Like I tie the no, big no, one. just like just like tilt your screen down so like they can only <laughs> so, see like your so they forehead. can only see forehead down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I oh man. Oh, but your hair will dangle out the back anyway. Yeah, bro, I can't. So I I gotta. Well, okay. I mean, I don't have to wear a turban. I could lower it, not open my hair, just have it in the top bun, and then. But then I don't want people to see my forehead. You know that shit big as hell. <laughs> yeah, I want my has coworkers. Your, has your four, your has your um, your hairline gotten pushed back from wearing turban? Oh, oh, bro, my shit is so fucked up. Ah, shit. my shit is fucked, and the problem is I can't even fix it. So it's like because it's not even the turbans; it's the you know how I keep it in a top bun, right? Uh, yeah. Usually in the in the house. So from that, 
the oh, hair like just pushes got down pulled. on the back yeah, of your yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Pushes that shit back, bro. My shit looked like a Rocky Mountain range, bro. <laughs> this shit is fucked up, but it's okay because nobody got to see it anyway. Unless you're like, you know, one of my close friends. Like, you were my roommate. You're my boy. Like, we lived together. You obviously saw it, but, you know, most people are never going to see it. So I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Like, you know, I know it's fucked up. My boys know it's fucked up. My family knows it's fucked up. But the average person on the street will not even think about it because they they have to get past the turban beard first. Then they can worry about that. You know what it is? I think we fucked up because the amount of um, hairline jokes that we've made in the past four <laughs> years. Yo, because I'm telling you, like my shit, I'm thinning, dude. I Are just you started. I, it, I, I had like a, a moment of realization like a, like last week. I like looked yeah. in the mirror and I like ran my fingers through my hair and I saw my scalp. And I was like, all right, this is it. You know what I mean? For real? And, then, and at that moment, you got to start like thinking like contingency plans. It's like, am I going with a buzz cut? You know, am I going bald? I don't think my head shape is suitable for bald. No, please don't go bald. I remember when you did that, bro. You look like a brown cue ball. All right, but I was also Last- like 18 at the time. <laughs> when you did I think, that, I think, so, oh my God. I lost a lot of baby fat in my face. And I think that helps out a lot. But I still think my head shape doesn't, isn't conducible to bald. Yeah, if you did a buzz cut, like that's I could as far see, like, yeah, that's I, as far as it should go. Yeah, but like at some, but the thing is, like the buzz cut can only save you so much, right? It's like once yeah. your hairline starts yeah. going back, because like like for me, it's like the the corners of my temples are starting to get pulled back a little bit. Oh no! Like it's not like it's not like male pattern baldness where it's like the the back of my head is starting yeah, to like yeah. thin out or like it's like the corners are pushing back and that's the worst kind of hair loss. Yeah. Because at least because at least like you know like there's some people that have like a personality that matches hair loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. I know. About. I know a lot of guys where it's like they're losing hair but their personality matches like losing the hair. Exactly. I'm not that kind of guy. No. You're you can't a, you're see a me very... on the street. You can't see my yep. scalp on the street. That's not happening. I mean, then again, you could just wear hats the entire time and nobody would see. Well, but you can't wear a hat to work. But the, the other thing is like my head shape doesn't fit hats either. <laughs> my head is like it's big in all the wrong places. Oh, fuck. The temples are exposed. That's that's the biggest L. I, and I'm talking as if like, you know, I, I have like a lot of experience in losing hair and shit. I guess I sort of do. But like, like, I'm never worried, you know, because I know like regardless like my hair is going to be covered and i'm never going to lose the head the, like all the hair on my head like i can never go bald i don't even think that's possible i've never met anybody a bald sick i've never met a bald sick before in my life yeah i got some good jeans huh i feel like sick people got good jeans i good think hair for, jeans. for hair jeans i think we got it god didn't give us a shit ton but he gave us good hair jeans you know we got the most but i, I feel like I, i'm i'm gonna say it this might be a hot take. It may not, but I, I'm, I'm going to say it. Sick people got the best hair. I'm, I'm going to say that. It's, our hairlines might be fucked up, but the actual hair, I think, is quality. Yeah, but you motherfuckers have hair everywhere. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. He gave us Y'all got quantity. hairy assholes, yeah, hey. hairy belly buttons, hairy yeah, nipples, man. Like, where are you going to draw hey, the line? Whoa, whoa, don't, where, does good hair, like where does good hair become bad hair? Uh... When it's too much, too much. I think we we walk a fine line along that quality quantity line. Like, I think the facial hair is good. Facial hair, hair on our head is good. But then the rest of it is just not. That's just big L. Big L. And, and the worst part is like you, you come home and you look at your dad and you're like, you motherfucker. Yo, dude. Who did this to me? 
bro. And like you look at him, it's like I'm gonna look like this motherfucker in Dude, thirty years. You don't even understand, bro. Like if we ever went to the pool and shit, right? Oh, stop. Like my dad's has like a lot of hair on his chest. So after he comes out of the water, it's and it's like black, so you can like see it. <laughs> all long it's like elongated like it's like fucking osmosis of the swimming pool water into his hair and you can see that shit and you're like oh my god that's gonna be me yo you ever be in the shower and like the the tiny little like dew drops like yeah land, like yeah. gently on your hair and it just looks like looks like morning grass <laughs> it's like what's that, up with that bro? oh my what god what the fuck's up with that man bro you you know the only. You're telling me I'm bro. standing under a raining stream of water and I'm still getting this shit on my nipple hair? Get out of here. The only thing that I can say is like, I'm just thankful that I don't have back hair. That's oh, my only thing. Yeah. I don't know why. Like my body, like I just I don't have hair on my back. Yo, that if you have anything I'm... on your back other than back. <laughs> like you gotta get that shit checked out literally literally we talked about oh. having nipples on your back on this show now it's hair like if it's you got hair. anything on your back except for back yeah get out of here that better be latissimus dorsi muscles and that's <laughs> it bro i don't want to see nothing else so thankfully i'll be thankful for that i mean knock on wood who who knows what's gonna happen but as of right now i'm good i'm i'm straight so we, we're, we're blessed we're blessed Whew. Oh, man. What's the one part of your body you're most proud of? Ooh. Um, most proud of? On Excluding my... genitalia because we're keeping uh, this Yeah, clean. we're keeping it clean, right? So I'll say um, I like, I think the most, uh, what I like is like my, my arms, like shoulder, biceps and that. that um, uh, Like I'll just say the, the upper extremity because, um, you know, like my hands, I really like my hands because... Yeah, I play music and, and, you know, like they have like that kind of ability. Um, and I've always felt my upper body's always been pretty strong. My lower body's fucked. So in the contrast, <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, bro, my knees are, bro, when I said, tell you my knees are fucked, bro. So I went to the orthodon- uh, orthodontist, fuck me, orthopedic doctor, right? I went and he took an x-ray of my knee and he was like, so the guy, he saw it. And he he walked into the room and he jumped. He was like, oh, shit. And I was like, yo, doc, like, what's wrong, bro? Like, you good? And he was like, bro, I'm just surprised. I thought there was going to be a 48-year-old man sitting here. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what did you just say? He was like, yeah, bro, your knees are, your right knee is like almost like a 50-year-old man. Like how bad it is. And I was like, fuck me. So definitely, Yo, whoever whoever did surgery on that one knee, whoever like caused that scar, should be fired. Cause I yeah. see like, cause I work in orthopedics, right? And like every time someone yeah. gets a surgery and I see their scars, it's like these little pinholes, bro. Like you barely <laughs> notice it. Yeah. Your shit, god damn. Yeah. I could have done a better closing of that. <laughs> the that thing cut. was though, I mean, at the time it was like a different procedure, right? So now everybody's doing arthroscopic surgery. Yeah. Mine wasn't. Mine was like oh, you did open knee surgery. Invasive. Yeah, yeah, Damn. that shit was open, completely open, because um, that's how bad it was. And so then um, now it's like, you know, if I didn't get that surgery, bro, I couldn't play anything right now. Like, I would not be able to function properly. That surgery is what literally is keeping my leg together. Like, that is it. Uh, I don't know how light of a thread it is right now, but, like, it is literally keeping it together. You're probably um, going to need, like, revision at some point, right? Oh, 
bro, I'll probably need a knee replacement by the time I'm 37. Like, with the way I play sports and shit, 100%. I or don't even if, like, it. even, like, regardless of activity, just, like, normal wear and tear, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Because even with, like, uh, with most knee surgery, it's, like, after a while, you're going to need, like, revision. Yeah, it's with the normal wear and tear of, you know, just, like, living. And um, you, in general, you do. You, we, like, when I worked in orthopedics, like, there's a lot of repeat patients and people, like, coming back in for revisions and stuff. Um, it, it, that's just the way it goes. Like, we're all going to have knee problems at one point. That's just how life goes. That meniscus, very short-lived. I hope they can get, like, some fucking gel that I can inject into my knee and it'll just make that cushion bigger again. That would be amazing. But it, it, we're not that far advanced yet, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I mean, getting back to what you asked, upper body, I would say upper extremities are my my most proud. What are you? What are you what's your body part of choice? I feel like I feel like I got good face structure. Like I got I got so a nice like, uh, like jawline like type shit. I got good cheekbones. I got a nice jawline. I'm actually a little sharp. I'm cool with that. See, people can actually see your your jawline. You know, like if I right now I just said, "Yo, I love my jawline," you'd be like, "Motherfucker, where? <laughs> where? Well, motherfucker, how? You can't see it. I can't see it. You just imagining a jawline right now. You know, people can see your shit. So it's like it makes sense for you to say that. I like considered getting a, a chin strap just to accentuate the angle of that jaw. <laughs> Bro, so you'd look like a motorcycle gang member? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look like Corona thing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh hell to the no. Don't do no chin strap, bro. You look like straight vato, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh nah. I mean I mean brown people had that phase of chin straps in like 06, 07. Yeah, Jay Sean had had dudes feeling some type of way. That chin strap with the hair gelled up, spiky as fuck, like your Super Saiyan three type shit. Nah, that was not a good good phase of brown boys. Everybody, yo, what the fuck was up with that? What was up with the spiky hair? Oh, that might be the worst phase of brown boy hair history like inexplicable like people are, i feel like people are gonna look back on like our hair signs like like oh like dudes were rocking like fades and like uh like undercuts and stuff but like yeah. that stuff looks normal you know what yeah. i mean yeah like this shit like what they were doing but then again it's like the same thing right like when you think about you know how how, how fashion was before like every i was just like seeing some pictures of old nba players and they're wearing like the baggy style. You remember that shit? Yeah, yeah. The X, the double XL suits. And oh my god! I was like, this. 2004 is draft class. All of them standing bruh. up there on the stage. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is fucking hideous. I was like, y'all about to make millions, and you make you wearing a suit that's like dragging on the floor. Like, come on, man. That's gross. Speaking of speaking of uh, NBA style, Tim Duncan. When why did he decide to get cool hair after playing basketball? Right. I just saw that this too. This dude's got twists in, and like back back in his playing days, he just had the buzz cut. He was yeah. all game. Cause it is, I mean, Mister Fundamental, man, on and off the court, this man was just keeping it clean the whole time. That's is, oh, I wish he got that hair before, but it would. I feel like it doesn't match his playing style. It you doesn't I mean? match his personality at and, all. Yeah, exactly. He looks like Static Shock. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, some players, you know, their hairstyle matches how they play and their personality. Yeah. Like, you see, you look at Patrick Beverly's hair, 
he ain't combed that shit in years. <laughs> he ain't brushed his teeth in years, oh. and he hasn't combed his hair. And that matches how he plays. He's just, like, annoying on the court, but I would have him on my team. You know? That kind of thing. But Tim Duncan shit just doesn't match now. So if he wore that in his playing days, I feel like it just wouldn't match his, his game. How do you feel about the NBA getting postponed? Yo, not just the NBA, man. Everything is gone. Everything. You know, so well, I mean, I'm not really watching anything else right now. So I, I'm only concerning. I'm only concerned about basketball. But that's like, that's also fair. Oh, I mean, well, I, I guess I guess if you watch hockey and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the NFL draft was gonna come up and shit. That was gonna be cool. Um, yeah. But this is like the time, um, you know, like around All Star Game is when I start getting back into the NBA. Like for me, it's always. Like September to basically end of Super Bowl is football. Like, obviously, I'll keep up with the NBA, but like, I'm not going to be watching it as religiously. Now it was my time to watch NBA basketball religious, especially with the playoffs coming. And this was going to be a very exciting playoffs. So, I mean, oh, not man. even the playoffs, even like the race Regular, to the playoffs, yeah, like right yeah. now, you got a bunch of teams fighting for eighth seeds. Yeah. Like, anything can happen between now and April. And yeah, now we don't even sure. know. For sure. And now we're just going to have to sit here and be like, oh, what if Bucks might even make a run for the best record? Um, and we won't even get to see that. So what? So what actually is going to... So they're delaying it, I believe. I think they said Adam Silver came on air and he said, oh, uh, possibly looking into having the finals in July. Yeah. So... So everything's just gonna get pushed back, but we may still have a season. Well, well, there's a few different options, right? So depending, uh, everything's obviously on the table right now. So like the first option is completely canceling. Like this is like worst case scenario, like completely canceling the entire season until yeah. next year. Yeah. Until the next season. Yeah. Um, option number two is, as of right now, they're saying like minimum thirty days canceled, and then we resume back um, where we left off. Hmm. Uh, and then the, the, the last option is like we like uh skip just go to the playoffs basically like by the time like the nba returns it's like playoffs you know what i mean hmm. uh skip to the playoffs i don't know if i like that though it's like it's it's like you either make up for the games you missed or you just pick up where you left off because like as of right now when those 30 days ends it'll be like just about the start of the playoffs yeah that's true i would say they should pick up where they left off maybe extend the season a little bit because technically players are getting a break right now you know what i mean like everybody's yeah. resting up so why not just extend it after play the games we missed and just just you know keep going like as if you know you just had a little break in action yeah like i'm not gonna lie like this whole i feel like a semester kind of nba is kind of fun you know what That's i mean fine. it's like like i i mean i don't have a problem with ha watching the finals in july like yeah, it's all gonna be the I. same. You know what I mean? Neither do and I. And like, though. especially now, because it's like, um, you got players have the ability to come back from injury. Yeah. Number one. Yep. Um, guys that aren't injured but are just tired to get that rest, and it's like they're starting a new season fresh. Yeah. And it's like, ev like everything changes. Everything is on the table now. It's like exactly. Fucking, it's like a, yo, we might see Kevin twist. Durant. We literally might see Kevin Durant like play. Um, like how awesome would that be if he just came in the middle of the season? And the Nets just go off. Off. Made the and playoffs. Like, 
I think they're eight. actually I think they're eight seed right now. So they're, they're eight seed. I, I thought they were eight seed. That's what I thought was happening. I'm not sure. I gotta look at the shit again. But that would be crazy. Like he would come back, like after um, like Christian Bale Batman in Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd yeah. just come back and he just beat everybody's ass. Like he just oh. I miss having Kevin Durant on basketball court, man. I love watching KD. I'm not even going to lie. We can say whatever we want about him being a snake or whatever. But, damn, that man is quite literally one of the best basketball players to ever touch a court. He's like like the purest, pure shooter like you could ever find. Like a dude of that height who can dribble like that, who can shoot like that. And defend. He can literally do everything. Like, there's nothing on a basketball court that KD can't do. I yeah. swear, I I don't understand why people sleep on Kevin Durant and think that James Harden is, like, this, like, insane talent. It's like, the dude shoots, like, 30% every night. Yeah. Right? Like, he's putting up numbers. But when you're throwing bricks up, like, of course you're going to make that many points. Yeah. I mean, by probability, the more you shoot, the more likely you are to make something. Right? Yeah. I mean, look, no discredit to James Harden. Like, he's obviously one of the best scorers in the NBA, maybe even ever, like, with how he does it. But KD is just pure basketball. Like, there's no, like, he doesn't get to the line as much as, like, James Harden does. And he just gets his buckets. Like, he's just buckets. Like, if there there was one person who personified that, it is Kevin Durant. He's a walking bucket. Nobody can stop him, at, at least not that I think, personally. Um, when all is said and done, where do you think he ranks? Like, I don't know about all time. Actually, yeah, where do you think he ranks all time? All time. Um, top twenty. Yeah, hundred percent. Top fifteen. He'll, he'll be top twenty. Top fifteen. Uh, he might be able to push his way. What does he have now? Two rings. Yeah. <sighs> two the rings thing, the, scoring titles mvp my, yeah see my my only concern for kd is the fact that now he's gotten injured the past two years and i don't know how that's gonna affect his career right like you know when t-mac was playing and he was healthy he was going crazy right like he was putting up numbers like wild but then he he got hurt and that shit just declined. And I still think T-Mac's a Hall of Famer, but... And uh, KD's obviously a Hall of Famer, but T-Mac isn't like a... You know what, what I'm saying? Like, he's not a top 10, top 15 talent. Even though he had the talent to do it, he's just not considered that because he doesn't have the accolades. KD may not be able to rack up enough to, you know, get considered into that class. Probably top 20, though, which is not bad, but I think top 20... Um at max top 15. I don't think he cracks the top 10. Yeah, I wouldn't put him top 10 either. If we're going pure talent, KD is top 10. You know, pure talent in playing basketball. Well, like, then what else are you rating people on? But that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Accolades? That's like a, yeah, so I, I'm taking into account So you put career. Bill Russell over Kevin Durant just because he got rings on, on guys that dribble with one hand? I mean, but it's... Uh, I can't knock Bill Russell for when he played, right? Because... It's not his fault that he played in that era. So I got to put him top 10 because how am I supposed to, 
you know, that like if we base it off pure talent, then those lists would be completely different. I don't think Bill Russell would make a single list. I don't think Jerry West would be considered in the top 20 if we started doing shit like that. Bob Cousy wouldn't even be considered a top 50 player because he would technically be almost worse than every player playing right now because he just dribbled with his right hand. I'm probably better right now than he was. I could dribble with my left hand. So I'm twice the player. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't compare the eras. So I got to just go thing, like, I don't Like, I don't understand why we do that. Because that means you're you're giving someone a spot just for the sake of, like, giving them a spot. Like, it's hard. Not, like, what do you really rate? Like, if you're making a rating of, like, the greatest players or, like, the greatest people to do something, just because they were, like, uh, they played in a time where, like, the skill level wasn't where it is now... Then like then then they don't deserve to be in the top twenty. You know what I mean? But then if if like say you have a guy, you know, we'll take KD for example, right? He has some of the most talent, but he doesn't do as much as other guys did with what they had, right? And it, oh, granted, his era is one of the toughest eras in basketball in terms of skill. I don't think there's ever been a better era of basketball skill wise than now, um, but. You know, if you don't do enough with that talent, then it's like you were a great basketball player, but why couldn't you win? I think winning is like the the thing, you know, like it just puts everyone like Charles Barkley, you know, you would consider him what, like a top 25, top 30, whatever. Right. People put him in the top 50 at least. But nobody ever says like, yo, Charles Barkley was top 15 because he just he doesn't have a ring, but he was a baller. You know what I mean? He had talent. He had explosiveness. He was like. 6-5 playing power forward and dominating people. I mean, the way I see it is like rings should be extra credit. They shouldn't be like part of the test. Yeah, that's fair because it's, it's a team thing. Like right? when you, so when, you it, when people rank like players nowadays, they're like, oh, but they didn't get a ring, right? So I'm not going to give them that, right? But it's like, nah, like rings are great, but it's extra credit. Like your skill should get you into the top like ranks in your sport. Not necessarily like if you won or not. Because winning is... Winning in a team sport says nothing about what you have as an individual. Yeah, that I I agree. Well, I mean, the, the thing it could say is that this person not only makes themselves better, but it makes the team around them better. It, I feel like it speaks more to leadership than it does anything else. Um, and I guess maybe that's one of the qualities people use. It's going to be hard to take rings out of the conversation, especially in basketball. Uh, I feel like basketball is very much winning derived um yeah i mean sports are a competition right so yeah. if you want to say who's the best at a sport it's like whoever yeah. can compete the most and whoever wins the most yeah you're just you're automatically it's like an automatic thing like you don't even think about it like in football i feel like sometimes people would be like um you know uh like say jim brown is is the greatest football player or jerry rice is the greatest football player but it's not like he has the most super bowls or we're not even saying jerry rice is the best wide receiver because he had the most Super Bowls. We're saying it because he had the best stats. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. It's like a difference in sports ranking. Like, I guess it's more context based than I actually think about, you know. Um, How do you feel about Rudy Gobert? <sighs> Honestly, there's nothing. Well, here's the thing. Isn't it like we don't know if he's the only person because Donovan Mitchell had it too, right? So now we don't know who had it first. 
So everybody's gonna blame Rudy Gobert, but it could as might as well have been Donovan Mitchell. We don't know who had that shit first. He just got tested first. My more the more issue I have right is that for Utah, uh, for the Utah Jazz, I think I I saw I read an article and it said they took um half of the state coronavirus tests that they they took those resources for internal use half of the whole states were given to the utah jazz and that's like all right now we're not leaving anything for the rest of the citizens you know people who can't access this stuff now they literally can't access it regardless of financial concerns because there are none or there's not enough that was more my issue can't really fault Rudy Gobert. I mean, he plays a game of plays a contact sport. You know, he's gonna talk to a lot of people, shake a lot of hands. Like it possibly could happen, but um, my more concern is that they were able to get their hands on most of the state's resources for this thing, and it just goes to show that you know we're protecting our richest and ignoring our, our you know normal people per se. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. I think if there's anything that this virus has taught us, it's just that America will always favor the rich. Like just yesterday, yeah. they they pumped $1.5 trillion oh my God. Uh, into oh the my stock God. market to fix things. And it fixed it for 15 <laughs> minutes. Literally. I was like, this shit just went down. I was like, why not just let the market take its course? Because nobody's going to invest until coronavirus is done. People until are just scared like to invest. Good news. Yeah. Yes. That like people are scared to invest, but so throwing more money at it is not the solution. The solution is throwing that money at coronavirus so we can, you know, figure out how to contain it. If you contain the, the problem, then the solution will work out. It's a market. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. But by just injecting it for money and now, you know, 15 minutes later, it's the same situation. So dumb. So fucking dumb. Uh, but the the one thing about this Rudy Gobert stuff, um, I I kind of see it as a as a silver lining because 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 of him, I think a lot more people took it seriously. Like yeah. after after that was it Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that same day, Tom Hanks went down. Tom Hanks and his wife went down with it, and Rudy got it. And like after that, then everyone's like, all right, now it's time to batten down the hatches and like take this seriously. So if there's anything that's gonna come out of this that's positive, it's the fact that like. Even though he was being reckless, like it's yeah. not about like him getting the um, coronavirus. It's like how reckless he was about it, like touching yeah. all the mics and touching all his like teammates and. Oh whatnot. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. At least if people are gonna take the virus more seriously, like that's great. Um, yeah. But like this other stuff, when it comes to like how well we're handling, like on a mass scale, how well we're handling this disease, it's like a nightmare. And the, so the worst bad. part is, like in our lifetime, this won't be the last time we are gonna deal with a pandemic. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think we'd be dealing with it this year, but like, lo and behold, here we are. We're just fucking going right at it. It's it's crazy. The fact that it was named a pandemic is just kind of mind-boggling to me, to be honest, because the death rate isn't actually that high. I mean, the, the definition like, of a pandemic isn't about death rate. It's about like how globally like widespread it is. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, more it's of an very contagious. It's more of an arbitrary designation. Like we, it's been a pandemic for a minute, but then like only this week did the WHO did it, like, was it official? officially call it that. 
That's uh, like epidemic is like when it's in a like localized area versus a pandemic, which is like yeah, a larger just scale. A, like, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. the other thing, the other thing about this uh, virus that has elucidated a lot of different things is how little health literacy Americans have. Yo, hundred percent. We like again going back to my class. Like we talk about this all the time. We're like people half the time don't even want to listen to health information because they don't even understand it. They don't get it. They don't, they, it's hard for them to ingest this stuff because they're so used to other things. And you know, that's why everyone's like constantly we're like, yo, what is the simplest way to portray this information so that people can digest it and learn. And you know, like, like right now the, the world is in a state of mass hysteria, mass panic, and they're stocking up for themselves. Toilet paper is off the shelves. You have hand sanitizers becoming like a rare commodity. Right? But what people don't realize is that just because you are doing it, if the person next to you isn't doing all this stuff, then you're fucked. It doesn't matter. You're, you have a chance to catch it. It's about us all working together, but people are just worried about themselves. They don't understand how these things spread. And I'm like, it's good that you're taking precautions to protect yourself, but you got to understand how things spread. Like it's human to human contact. So if, if you have it right, like say you had it, Elmer, and I'm like just washing my hands all the time, but you end up touching me anyway, there's a chance that I could probably get it. Because you weren't like you had it at one point. I can protect myself, but there is a chance I'll get it. So if we're taking all the supplies, why don't we just think, you know, a little bit about other people too? In terms of toilet paper, have people not been wiping their ass this whole That's, time? That's oh my god, bro. Why that makes no sense to me. <laughs> like why do you what? Need more toilet paper than usual? Why are you like hoarding toilet paper? Like wash your ass. Like why like did we just start? You know, like, washing our hands consistently? Like, is that yeah. what... You know what I mean? Like, it, are we were we not using hand sanitizer before? Like, it took a pandemic to get you to wash your hands after you take a shit? Like, are you serious? Bro, you know, I, I saw this study, and it was like, 60% of Americans... I don't remember where I saw this, so it may not be, like, as credible of a source, but just saying some numbers. 60% of Americans do not wash their hands after they use the bathroom that's fucking trifling <laughs> that <laughs> that is fucking disgusting that is nasty oh my imagine oh my god 10 people sitting there six of those mother if we all 10 went to the bathroom there's a chance that six motherfuckers didn't wash their hands and six motherfuckers just flush and walk out they walk oh my god joe just the thought of walking out of like a, a public restroom just like chilling yeah like nah. and then they'll come out they'll shake your hand they'll do all this i'm like what bro even if i don't flush or i flush with my feet i'm st i still wash my hands like just being in that environment you should automatically think to wash it i thought that was something elementary i didn't think people were actually like not washing their hands you know how far uh poop particles fly when you touch a toilet when you no. flush a toilet no it's like 15 feet. For real? Bro, I'm telling you, every time you flush a toilet, like a little piece of poop particle gets on your toothbrush. That's fucking gross. 
it like it like explodes up and outwards like a grenade. So you're saying I've literally been brushing my teeth with shit. Just a little bit of shit. So not too much. Not too much. Okay, I mean, eh, I don't have any cavities. A or tasteful right level now, so of shit. Just, just like a little seasoning of it. Yeah, is what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Like, like sprinkle a little old bay on some fries. Like it's it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, so like that kind of deal. Huh. Might help clean it a little bit better. You know, you get more like agitation. <laughs> agitation. <laughs> Brushing up all those little plaque and shit. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Oh man. Damn. Yeah, man. The, uh, did you see? Uh, now the New York subway gets cleaned twice a day. Why the fuck weren't they cleaning it twice a day? Can we That's talk about that? That's my fucking question. That's my fucking question. Like, this shit was never getting cleaned before. You know how fucking nasty that fucking subway is, bro. And it's like even like I feel like they don't even clean it once a day. Yeah. Or like every no, two they, days. I, I feel like it's not. once a week. Definitely not. I have never seen anyone cleaning the New York subway. I've never seen anyone cleaning the DC metro. Like if I'm, if I'm being honest. I feel like generally it's like decently clean, but like I've never seen anyone actually doing it. So I don't actually know. I think they clean it like at the end of the night, like when they when they have all the trains in the yard, they probably go through and clean them then. Or maybe they fucking don't. Who knows? Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm never around that. So but now there's like videos of people deep cleaning the fucking subway. And it's like it really just like you said, it took a pandemic for us to be hygienic. That's hey, bars. Hey, hey, you already know Elmer's world. We always spin some spin facts, spin bars. You know how it is. We all like to throw that in there. But yeah, that's like, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah. More of the stories. Wash your fucking nasty ass hands and wipe your fucking ass. <laughs> like you don't need all that toilet paper, bro. Get like one box of double ply and that shit will last you for like however long like months get on the bidet wave or or, yeah exactly don't buy it at all get on the bidet wave you ever use a bidet you've been to india before i have i have okay this is a good story so when i went to india i was in fifth grade right i had you know i mean i grew up here i was born here most people here do not use a bidet that's just not how we do things i get to india and I'm, I'm, you know, taking a shit and there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. There is no toilet paper there. I was at my aunt's house and I yelled. I was like, yo, like, where's the toilet paper at? They're like, what are you talking about? You guys wipe your hand, wipe your ass with paper. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, like, where's the fucking t- like tissue? Where is it? And they're like, use the water next to you. I'm like, what? What the fuck are you saying? So then. I had to learn how to use a bidet in India because I didn't, I had never used one in my life. So my uncle was like, he he was like giving me step-by-step instructions through the door. Like, yo, do this, wash your ass, wash it. We're not wiping, we're washing. And I'm like, oh my God. Yo, Loki, it was nice. It was nice. I won't, I, I won't lie. It's a, it's, it's a it good like, way. Does it like enter? Does it go in a little bit? Yeah. How a strong bit. is that stream? It's like it's like decent. Is like it, it feels on the water pressure in the house? I think so. Cause mine is like decent. I don't think they had like amazing water pressure. And it's like it's not bad. 
It's not bad. It, it's uncomfortable at first because you're like, oh my god. Is it warm? Huh? Is the water warm? It was actually kind of cold. Oh, see, that's where I'm gonna draw the line. It was a little cold. I'm not. I don't want like, my ass cold. Like I, I think any part of my body, I'd be cool getting cold. But like my ass getting cold, I I can't do that. But that might just be because I was initially shocked at the, you know, the water streaming into my ass. Yeah, you clenched a little bit. So I clenched. I was like, oh, this is probably cold, you know. And then you'd like relax a little bit, and you're like, damn, a bidet is actually fucking nice. That maybe I gotta get one installed in my house. So I, can I found I found a happy medium. I I use wet wipes, flushable wet wipes. It gets me. It gives me the the comfort of like knowing that I'm clean, but it also gives me the manual the satisfaction of wiping <laughs> your ass. Because I feel like there's something there's something like very disconnected about holding a hose and wipe and like wiping <laughs> your ass. There's something more intimate of like holding something in your hand and like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god! Like I this know it's clean. Make sure. I hope y'all look at the timestamps for this episode and don't listen to this part while you're eating. (laughs) Make sure do not listen to these last like three minutes while you eat because that is not going to be good for your health. You will not like it. Um, But yeah, no, I had to I had to learn the hard way. How to use a bidet, man. That was this uh, might be wild stereotypical, but do like Indian people ask you like how your bowel movements are doing? Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Can we dissect this for a second? 100%. What the fuck? Yeah, hey, look. This is like a thing. Like, when like I was when you, younger. Like, you would just be like like chatting it up with your homies and like everything regular? Like yeah. everything good, yeah. Dude, people be saying that shit. Like, I, my dad would always ask me. And like, I get it. He's my dad. But like, my man would do it in front of other people. Like, <laughs> yeah. he didn't give a fuck. You at your birthday party. Yeah, he's like, uh... <laughs> He's like, Momit, you need to go tatti. And I'm like, what? Bro, Let me, I'm eating pizza with my boys. Like, relax. My dad was reckless with that. He was literally reckless. He didn't give a fuck. I don't know why Indian people don't have regard for privacy for bowels. I, I don't understand. Yeah, but like even in a private setting, like what, what why do you care? That's, I mean, yeah, that's the next question, right? Like. Who gives a fuck? I would never ask you if, you know, unless you came to me and you were like, yo, bro, like I got diarrhea. I would not fucking ask you because if you had diarrhea, I'd like, you know, I'd ask. I'd be like, oh, like, you know, like you good now? Like, is everything all right? But if you don't and you're just normal, there should be no reason to talk about it. I'd yeah, rather it's not. like it's like, did it get out? Like, is it out of you? Like, I don't care what form it's in. Like, is it yeah. outside your body now? That's fine. Like, and God. that's like you. That's your internal system. Like, why are we externally speaking of it? <laughs> like, let's 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 leave it where it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that it is stereotypical, but it's fucking true. I don't know why people do it, and I'm still confused. At least, okay, I'm 23 years old, but my dad does not do it anymore. That I know, and I'm glad. He stopped when I was like 13, which is late. You remember the best shit you ever had in your life? The best shit. Um, I remember the best piss I had in my life. Best pisses. Mm, best shit. 
Yo, like peeing it's after you've many. held it in for a long. I don't yes. think girls will ever understand this, but peeing after you've held it in is the closest thing to sex. Oh my god, that's the like closest releasing. thing to pure euphoria as you Bro, can get. Like, sitting in an office for eight hours and you just don't got time to go anywhere, and then you fucking release it later. Keys, bro. Yo, like my dick goes numb. Like my <laughs> my bladder's like pushing up against my nerve. It's like whoa, 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 player. We're not feeling this. Oh, you done God. took it too far. <laughs> that shit, yeah. Hey, it's a different level. It's like orgasmic. It is orgasmic. It's pretty damn say. fucking close. It's like very close. If it is not already, it is fucking close. I think I think um, coffee shits are good. Coffee I shit. love oh, like, coffee shits. Drinking, I drink coffee up. purely for the coffee shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm putting it oh out there. Listen. Oh my god. I I know I know. Hey, listen. If you're one of those people that just don't like drink coffee, like I get it. I don't want to feel jittery in the morning. I don't want to have to rely on caffeine to get me through my day. Whatever. But like once two o'clock hits, <laughs> you'll thank me. <laughs> I was gonna say. And I I'm drink- taking that on company time. You bet your ass I'm taking that on company time. <laughs> I was going to say I drink coffee for the taste, but goddamn, like, I guess people do it for the shits. Like, I guess that's a thing, too. It's like, it's like not like, all right, now we're getting into it. It's not like I've been irregular, you know what I mean? But it's <laughs> like, now we get smo- into it. There's just something else about the smoothness of it. And it's like, hey, listen, whenever you like look at different coffees, it's like, yeah, it's a smoother <laughs> blend, fruity notes. Oh I feel that. God. I don't taste it, but I feel that. Oh you got a nice God. dark roast. <laughs> that shit slides. Oh my God, that, dude! You know, like the only way I can explain this. You ever been on a playground and there's like that, um, that tube slide, the red tube slide yeah. that kind of like spirals down. Yeah, that's what I imagine my <laughs> intestines are like. With coffee, it's like you're going your down it, and there's like mad static electricity. <laughs> like that's why, like that little tingly. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, and on that Lady- note, I think it's time to end this episode. Yeah, l- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> make sure to wa- not listen to the last seven minutes. If you are consuming any sort of food, do not listen to the last, like, seven minutes of this episode. It was, It is not going to be good for you. But, yo, you know, Elmer, take us out, baby. As always, you can catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can catch us on Instagram as well, at Elmo's World. Um, what else? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. I don't have nothing else to talk about. Man, these people know where to find us, man. They know we got them even through the pandemic. You already know, even if the world shuts down, Elmo's world will not. We got you. Yeah. And, hey, yo, happy South Asian Heritage Celebration. Oh, yes. Uh, March is the month for South I'm Asian Heritage. I'm fucking glad that coronavirus came in the midst of this shit. <laughs> God damn. Oh, my God. As, as, I mean, we're gone from the schools, so we don't have to be part of that shit. Yeah, no but I think, I think March is Brown History Month anyway. As, I think uh, Obama yeah. declared that for us. He got he gave us... March. Oh, it's like a national thing. I thought yeah, that was yeah, just Yeah, March is school. like South Asian Heritage like Month. Obama oh. gave us that. Oh, hey. Shout out, shout out the homie. Hey. <laughs> so I was on Twitter, and the, somebody was like, yo, help us. And they tagged Obama. <laughs> and <laughs> they were like... What the fuck is he going to do, bro? <laughs> He's hoarding toilet paper like the rest of you. Yeah, he was like, and everybody's like, yo, this motherfucker hiding. He don't want to talk to us. He's like, y'all, I left, I did my thing, and now he's gone. Like, shit. Uh, But yeah, that's it from us today. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.